Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Wendy Sellers, the HR lady, and JC. Aloha. We're back. So we're on this topic of the quiet quitting and, and how it's, uh, it's an inappropriate terminology and it actually is sending the wrong message. And the one thing I wanted to bring up was employees, uh, human beings working two jobs when they really are doing it within 40 hours and only should be working one. And the reason I bring this up is, you know, I'm the HR lady. So a lot of my friends will you know, they're in the workforce, they're professionals, and they'll hear something and they want to run it by me. They'll be like, hey, they're not in HR. They, hey, what do you think of this? Quite quitting. Yeah. And I said, what, well, said to one of my friends here, I go, what do you think it is? And they said, well, I think it's when people are working two jobs at the same time and they're basically taking care advantage of their employers. And so I looked it up because I was like, well, that's not what it is. But that's what I think some people think it is, is how employees get away with working two jobs um, in a 40 hour work week. So they really should be working 80 and maybe they're working 40 to 50 and they're getting paid twice because they're working from home. So I saw this website. Uh, I'm not at all advising that you do this (laughs) because I think it's immoral. and we'll leave it at that. But there's a, a website called overemployed.com. And it is basically a website that helps people, employees, get away with taking advantage of two employers by working two full-time jobs in the, in the time frame of one. What do you think about this, JC? What's the, the right, the wrong? Whose responsibility is this that these people are getting away with it? Yeah. Um, when when we're talking about the employer perspective and thinking about the employee, right? But from the employer perspective, it's up to that employer to make sure that they lay the groundwork right from the get-go. Let the employees know and understand that you're completely against this type of thing or you're, you're kind of okay with it, but they got to fill out some paperwork and be approved. Now, to do two jobs literally at the same time on the same clock during the same day, during the same minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm not for that. Um, if you are looking to do more than one thing and, and you complete one thing and end task, mark note, move over to the next and you're bouncing back and forth or you complete one workday and then you go work a second job is no different than working at the, the gas station up the road and then you go work at the convenience store. You're doing right. one job, then you're doing the other. But to do them concurrently or to go to the length of, taking the second job and subcontracting your work to a team of people and managing the oversight of that as a project manager. I don't know. There's, there's a lot uh, to consider. I would just encourage from the employee's perspective, if you are considering this, take a look at those ethical concerns and considerations. You might be uh, in some deep, deep hot water with your employer. If you head down that path and from the employer's side, uh, get something in writing, right? Maybe that might be the way to go. I don't know. Wendy, you, you could, help someone get things written down, right? Yeah, so this, I think this really comes down to, like if I was not at the employer and I found out for whatever reason, however I found out that one of my employees was working two jobs, I wanna first stop, take a deep breath and find out, okay, what's really going on here? 
are they working two jobs? And that's because they're working 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week, 100 hours a week. Um, so that's the first thing. Are they truly working two jobs? Are you happy with the employee working your job? Well, then who the heck cares what they do in their life, yeah, right? True. The rest of their life, you know, generally we'll, we'll go with more, more morality there, but it's really none of your business unless they're violating any rules of your organization, uh, you know, conduct, uh, committing any crimes in that time period, that's going to look negatively on your organization, but generally them working another job. One isn't really any of your business, but I would say I, the employer, the manager, the leader, want to know why. Is it because I'm not paying you enough? enough? Um, is it because you're a workaholic and that's why you're working two jobs and that's fine, that's on you? Um, and, you know, if it's because I'm not paying you enough, are you, the employer, happy with the employee and can you pay them more so that they come into work and they are working the 35, 40, 45 hours that you're asking, and they're putting 100% in. So I always say, and I say this a lot in my trainings, grab a mirror, you might be part of the problem. Is is that perception of whether or not the employee is given 100% relative to the culture of the organization, or is it like a standard for said job across the board? You know, if you're an accountant, in this company, in the in the Farm Bureau in industry, your expectation may be one thing. But if you're an accountant over in a financial firm, it could be something radically different, right? It really is. And regardless, I mean, even accounting, accounting is a great um, industry, by the way, and, and job to talk about because I have a lot of friends who are CPAs. Um, and, you know, even in businesses, my businesses, my clients are having very difficult time finding accountants for their for their um, positions yeah. because so many CPA firms need them that they're giving them everything they can to bring them over to that, their organization. But most CPA firms, uh, you know, if you're, whether you're a tax accountant, whatever you might be, those tradition, those jobs traditionally are overworked. They usually work a ton of hours seasonally, which by the way, is more than half a year. And a lot of the younger people, and I'm, I'll just say 40 and under, I won't even go down to, you know, uh, Z. Uh, and so a lot of younger people, any age after this pandemic nonsense that they're just saying, no, I don't, I don't want it. Like, fine. I, I'm not going to get $10,000 left, but I'm going to get my life back. Fine. I'll keep that $10,000 on the table. I don't want it. Take it off my salary. I'm working 38 hours a week and that's it. That's all you're getting from me because I have a life or I want a life. Um, uh, and I have maybe healthcare concerns, whatever it might be. You, you bring up a great point there and I'm sorry to jump in on you. That's yeah. a, it's an amazing point. We just have to pin down on real quick here because it's not that it's a bad employee. It's not that they have a bad work ethic. Maybe they do go above and beyond, but they're not working those extra hours. They're not right. doing the above and beyond 40 hours in a week. When they have a hard stop, they have a hard stop. They're out. They're done. There's yep. not, is there really anything wrong with that, though? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I think it's you and I both just said the same thing. I don't think so. I think, you know, for anybody who thinks there's something wrong with that, any of the employers out there are saying, no, I, I can't have you go home, whether you're working from home or whether you're in person until this project is done. So now you have to stay till 6.30. That's the best way possible to have high turnover. Yeah, That's the best way possible 
for employees to say, I'm not quitting yet, but I'm going to go find another job and I'm going to, I'm going, I'm out of here, but they're going to actually leave. They're not just going to stay. Right. Um, right. I was reading a comment yesterday. I want to say it was LinkedIn and, and somebody was commenting on this topic and it was it basically said like, Hey, if you have an unengaged worker that doesn't, you know, say I'm going to stay 10 after extra minutes to uh, complete a project. And it's only once in a while, you probably have a much bigger issue than that employee, right? You know, like, did you not give them enough information throughout the day for them to be able to complete that project? Did they, did they have to train themselves? Um, was there technology issues? Was there onboarding issues in, in case of a new project or a new, uh, new company altogether? But nine out of 10 times, what I find it's the company, their processes or lack of, and it's the management or the lack of true management that is really the problem. And I don't care how your industry used to be. Today is what matters, not, you know, four years ago. That's a fantastic point. And when we think about the organization out there that is in evolution like that, that that is trying to change, you know, one of the one of the big things on the other side of the seesaw that could play a huge part in keeping the employees happy and engaged is that empathetic leader is that person who stands up and and helps the employee define those boundaries helps reinforce that right i mean yep it's part of would wouldn't you say that's part of a, a a leadership perspective that should always be on the table i mean you're looking out for your employees during the day look out yeah. for their off time <laughs> yeah you absolutely should and and we we as a, I'll just stick with the United States, but we as a country, um, we are just known for burning out our people and including ourselves as well. And that's, we actually, as, as, um, you know, Americans, we're proud of that. Like, oh yeah, we work our butts off. We work 80 hours a week, 60 hours a week, whatever well else is where other countries are like, no, that's illegal. You can't do that. We're like, oh, no, over here in the USA, we can burn them out anytime we want. If they don't like it, they can leave. Well, guess what? They're leaving now, and we don't have replacements up at that because, as we've talked about, JC, in another podcast recently, is we just don't have enough humans to replace, say, the baby boomers who are leaving or just, you know, John Doe, who's 28 years old and walks out the door. We don't have people standing at the door going, put me in coach because somebody else has already grabbed them at another company. Yeah. And, and just to kind of close up one thing real quick and I'll throw it back to you. You know, when you step up to the plate as that leader to help set some of those boundaries that are out there, you know, it's, it's going to help avoid a potential toxic environment at the end of the day. You're going to create a clear path where employees could take advantage of the environment to do their best work and they're going to want to come back you might even go down the path of establishing physical boundaries maybe you know don't attend any work events past 8 p.m period you know we're, we're we're putting a cap on these things go home and enjoy your life enjoy your family enjoy whatever it is that you're doing and we'll see you tomorrow or maybe you're establishing emotional boundaries let it be empathy and understanding or you know continuing to communicate up front but continuous communication, authentic and genuine communication throughout the way. Uh, definitely different ways that we could stay uh, stay tight with our employees and, and help set those boundaries as well. Back yeah, to you. and I also know, I know uh, some companies that I'm, I'm shocked when I found this out, pleasantly shocked because it's so rare, 
that they don't even, the managers, um, so I have a friend, a JC, a mutual friend of yours and I's, I actually down here in St. Pete, that the very, very large company and the manager that she reports to says, do not put work email on your phone. And I was like, no way. She's like, nope. nice. we are, it's not a company policy, but that manager says, no, I do not expect you to, to check your email after work. This, uh, what we do takes a long time to figure out. I do not expect you to get it right away. And you need a day off, you take a day off. If you're having a hard day, you, you turn off the computer and you just let us know and we'll all cover it. I'm like blown away. And yeah. the reason I'm blown away is because it's so rare. It's so rare that empl that employers are, you know, really, truly stepping up to the plate and going to bat for their employees and saying, no, your mental health, your physical health is important to us because we need all of you. And if that means we can't have you Tuesday this week, then we're just going to have to deal with it. And we're going to cover up for you so that you come back full. And that's like, boom, that's what employers need to do. Yeah. They need to say, employee, we want you to set the boundaries and we get it. And yeah, maybe once in a blue moon, we're going to ask you to work a little bit extra hours or late or go to a weird event outside of work hours. But we're going to make sure we compensate a, that we know, give you notice well in advance so you could find childcare, whatever it might be. And then that we, we compensate by switching off a day for you. So you take another day off or we, you know, whatever front load PTO to make up for it. This goes for salary and this goes for hourly workers. Of course, hourly workers have a whole other deal, right? If they're, if they're, if you're hourly worker, so let's talk about this real quick. Um, yeah, sure. Hourly workers. Um, so you could you could just work them to death and just say uh, take eight hours back tomorrow, right? Yeah, no, absolutely not. Well, depending what state you're in, right? right. Down here in Florida, you pretty much can. But you know, we'll, we'll just stick with the. If you work more, if you your hourly workers more work more than forty hours in a work week, you got to pay them overtime. Now, what I have seen happening, especially since the cost of living is just insane, out of this world right now, all over the United States. Um, if you were one of those companies that said, yeah, we're, you, we need you to work 50 hours a week indefinitely, but we're going to pay you that 10 hours overtime because we have to by law or because we choose to, and your employees get used to that money. And then they decide to quiet quit and do the bare minimum of their job where they get making up those 10 hours, you know, because if the bare minimum of the job is only 40 hours or less. That means they're losing some income because they're not going above and beyond, AKA putting more hours on their time card. So without straight out lying, they have to show up to work, probably clock in. If they're working from home, there's probably some kind of tool on their computer that shows that they're there and active, but being there and active, meaning my computer's on, doesn't mean I'm working. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So, JC, how would I know that you're working? How would I, as your manager, pretending you're an hourly employee, how would I know that you're working? Yeah, well, you know, it all comes down to that software where you're spying on their phone and, <laughs> and tapping into their home networks and turning the cameras on, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. Um, let's wrap this section up real here, real quick here and come back and really dive into this topic of how do you find out that your employees are actually working and being productive while at the same time they want to set boundaries. We will be right back.
Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.